Welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast, the podcast about all things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. And with me in the middle of this West Coast heat wave is Kristen. Hello. Your intro is always making me laugh. I never know <laughs> what you're going to say. <laughs> that, I'm trying to make it a surprise, right? And this heat wave is just starting. Yeah, I know. Well, I guess inland of we're, we're on the coast yeah inland it's like triple digits is what i was hearing so <sighs> sounds about right so yeah. hello from the heat wave yeah don't go to vegas right now it's not a good <laughs> no. idea or palm springs for that matter so um back to the podcast um <laughs> in the past um if you've been listening to our podcast for a while You've known that we, every once in a while, when we have a new podcaster, we will have um, one of our new co-hosts, we'll do an introduction um, introduction podcast. Um, we did one with Emily. But I realized, Kristen, you've been doing this now for two and a half years with us? Is that about right? Like maybe since, yeah, since 2019? Yeah, or at least, oh, maybe even longer? Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah, you're not an original host, but we never did a podcast on you. Yes, very rude, Zen. Very rude. <laughs> okay, we're, nothing about me. Yeah, well, we're gonna. Well, we've learned a little bit about you over the last couple of years, but um, so today we're gonna fix that, you know. Okay. So uh, we're gonna get back to that two-year belated get to know Kristen podcast today. But before we, I'm gonna delay it a little bit longer because we got for another thirty <laughs> seconds. Um, so we gotta get a, so we gotta get a sponsor break it. Okay, fair enough. When you look back upon your life and you see all the things you achieved, certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future, and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. Hey, we're back. Was that a great sponsor break or what? Okay. Hey. <laughs> sponsor. Sponsor, sponsor. Um, but first, we have a disclaimer. Um, these 50 questions I totally stole from a website called the Worldly Roamer blog. Go check out the blog. They are a lot of awesome individual blog posts if you like, um, if you like, our podcast you like traveling go check them out so um this pot this the 50 questions we got from the worldly roamer blog is called 50 travel questions so you can go check them out by yourself if you like so um however the way we're going to use it the only thing is we have a shorter show and uh we don't have time to do like hours and hours so we're going to try to keep all the questions all the answers from Kristen for under one minute like a lightning round Oof. so do you think you can do it Kristen? Uh, I can do it. I don't know if I can do it well. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Let, let's let's go with the question one. Okay, what? Wh okay, what is your favorite memorable road trip that you've been on? 
First of all, I love road trips. So let's just put that out there. Um, I've been on a lot. And I think the one that always takes the cake is when I went coast to coast of the U.S. So I went, um, I was moving back to California from New York City. Um, I did the Southern route. And one of the things I loved about that, aside from just seeing the whole country coast to coast, um, and it was the first time I went to New Orleans, which had been on my list for a long time. The trip was actually broken up. So I had sections where I was by myself. I had sections when I was with my best friend. There were times where I met up with other friends and crashed with them. Family came with me. It was, it felt like a bunch of different trips in one. So it was really fun for that reason. I really loved it. Cool. Yeah. I did not know that. We'll have to f- talk about that one in the future. Yeah. We can make a whole podcast about that. Okay. Okay. Um, so now that's your favorite trip, what is your dream trip? If you or dream road trip, that is, if you could do it now, what would you want to do? Oh, Lord. And winter. Wow. That's. <laughs> this is where you go pass. <laughs> I know I would. Okay. I don't know if this is a dream road trip. By the way, I would do go coast to coast of the U.S. like forever like there's so much to see and there's so much you can pack in i would i would do it again um i actually knew someone who did i forget what they call it It was some sort of road rally they did a road trip from london to mongolia oh wow yeah crazy but it was like some kind of race like a bunch of people were racing and of course like you're buying express in the united states yeah I mean, people would buy like, you know, cars that you're going to drive through Mongolia and there would be times they would like, you know, break downs and you've got to get them fixed and, and hang out certain places. And people would like do the South route through Bulgaria and other ones would do like the North route, you know, through the Baltics or whatever. So really, I don't know if I have it in me to do that, but I've always been like, that would be really, really something to do. So okay. I, that's okay. a dream road trip because it'll probably just live in my dreams. <laughs> That's where it'll stay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what's the ultimate road trip snack? Well, the ultimate one is sunflower seeds. And the best part <laughs> of those is that well, there's a few good things. One, the flavors that they make for those are like unreal now. Like they do um, like ranch, barbecue, jalapeno, cracked pepper, pickle, like awesome flavors for sunflower seeds. And they keep you busy. Like, they give you something to do. Like, you feel like you're doing something. You have to work for the seed and then, like, spit the shell out or put the shell somewhere. So, it's better than just sitting there eating a Twinkie, which is also a great road trip snack. (laughs) So, Fair enough. Are you planning a road trip this year? No, but I should be. (laughs) I should be planning a road trip. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, I don't know. All right. Road trip, yeah. Uh, name a touristy place, tourist attraction that you've been to that was totally not worth going to. You shouldn't have, yeah, you shouldn't have gone. Oh gosh. The Moulin Rouge. (laughs) Like, (laughs) don't even have to think about that. I, okay. I didn't go inside and see a show, but if you're even just outside of it, it is the most sad looking thing that you're like, why is this a thing? thing it's in the Um, very dumpy part of paris right and then it's even like okay so when was i there it was 2007 that i visited it and it's like 
just a very plain font sign that's just thrown up on a very basic looking windmill. And you were like, this is all they could put together? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, not worth it. There's a whole bunch of sex shops along the along that street. And I was on yeah. a, a tour bus with my daughter and she's like, oh, Dad, look at that. What is that? And I'm like, I think it's a Halloween costume shop. <laughs> oh, you tell that story at her like high school graduation or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's their like red light district. Huh. Yeah, it is. It is. It so is. Okay. Okay, so name a place uh, that uh, was totally worth checking out. Huh. That you, it was, you were kind of like, huh? And then when you actually went there, it's like, oh, whoa, that's awesome. Um, I mean, I will say, you know, Iceland itself exploded as like, you know, the whole country was like a tourist attraction. And it started to feel like, ugh, everyone's just going there, like. I almost was like turned off by it because it became, it felt so like flavor of the month kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But Iceland is so worth visiting. It just has otherworldly views. It is the most bizarre place. They literally don't have grass there. Um, the way that it's like this weird spongy moss that like oh, grows around and like they don't even have like bugs or something. So it's like really quiet. It, it, you feel like you're on a different planet and the views are just, yeah, beautiful. And that is a place that just nowhere else in the world is like it. That I think that whole place was so worth it. Okay. What's yeah. the best thing you've ever brought back from any of your travels? Gosh, I really should have looked at these questions in advance. It's hard to like <laughs> rack my brain of like everything. Um, a terrible cold. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean like I love I love bringing back like, you know, like edible things like teas and coffees that are like really from the area. Like I remember Morocco, I brought back the is it the Herrera spice? Um, but also I actually, in Japan, brought back, I went to a nice shop and bought a really legitimate nice tea set of like a little teapot and like the cups and everything um, that's like hand painted and beautiful. And I I treasure that. I love that tea set. So maybe that. That's it. Okay. Um, Now, we live in Orange County. Name Mm -hmm. a strange or unusual tourist attraction where we live. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't do many. You know what I will say? Okay. I'm not sure it's, um, you can tell me even if it's Orange County, but like the Randy's donuts, do you know people like go to see the giant like donut on top of the donut store? Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's actually in LA, but there's one in Orange County now. There is. Yeah. I've seen it. And I remember there's even, um, arrested development, which is supposed to take place in Orange County. They have like a joke about it and they show one of the characters. He, he is high and he ends up on top trying to eat the giant donut. Or like That's good. I got your answer for you. The oh, banana yeah. shop. Right. Well, that, I wish it was still there or like it was real. The, the booth banana stands. Yes. But the, what they're inspired by is two banana stands on in Newport Beach on Balboa Island. Right, but they're not in the shape of bananas, are they? No, they're not in the shape of bananas. Yeah. However, that would be the strange, unusual tourist attraction. 
And I'm sure people go there looking for the Arrested Development sites, which yep. unfortunately they film in LA, but I get it. So yeah, that's another rude one for sure. And strangely, um, one of the sons went to uh, where we work at, the, which is University of California, Irvine. So when the, uh, the son yeah, went there. Yeah, that's right. That's yep. right. And they, in his dorm room, they have UCI stuff up everywhere and all that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's true. Okay. If traveling was back to normal, where would you go? Oh, geez. Um, I'm assuming I only have like one answer. So um, actually what I would love to do right now is go to Ireland. Um, my husband has never been. And it's close enough to my sister that she could meet it. My sister lives in Europe and she lives in a very, very remote area that we have been to before, which is nice, but there's nothing to do there. And um, it takes a long time to get there. So I dream of like going somewhere that's like a little more accessible, like Dublin, that she could meet us in and I could bring my, my daughter and all that stuff. So that's kind of high on our list right now. Okay. Do you have a favorite hotel brand or chain or a hotel in particular that you like? Ooh, I feel, I feel like I should. Um, well, I should preface this when I was traveling a lot, especially for work. Um, I became pretty loyal to the Hyatt brand, um, which never really steered me wrong. It was like always fine, but I will say that I, we don't stay in hotels like that when it's not, when it's our own. Um, I have in some pretty awesome hostels that I love. Um, there was also this really cool hotel in Panama city in the Costco Viejo that it almost made me feel like I was at Disneyland. It felt very like kind of pirates of the Caribbean with like the wood floors and the railings and stuff like that, that I really enjoyed. I can't even remember the name now. Um, but I would go back there if I went back to Panama city. Okay. Uh, where did you go to on your last trip, domestic or local? Uh, okay, so actually my last, I got a trip in in February 2020. So I slid in just under the radar before everything oh, shut down. I, I remember that. <laughs> and we actually, um, so it was half work, half fun. So for work, I went to Belgium. Lithuania and Sweden. And then my husband met up with me and we went to visit my sister in Northern England and we did a road trip up through Scotland. I remember that because you couldn't, nobody oh, could yeah, find an N95 mask. And I was like, you know, I got, I think I have some of them in my garage for my wood shop. Do you want them? And then they gave it to you. And that was like the last N95 I saw for like oh, a year. No. And you know what was so funny? So, um, so I was, I don't want to say I was super paranoid because obviously there was reason to have a mask, but there was a chance that I was pregnant at that time. And I was flying out of LAX, which gets a lot of um, Asian traffic. And at this time, coronavirus was pretty much centered as far as we knew in Asia. Right. So I feel like, I really want a mask um, to be safe. And the looks I got from people from wearing that mask in LAX was just... Everyone thought you were crazy. Yes. And now, I mean, you know, how much has changed now? But I, I very vividly remember that trip, especially because of that. <laughs> and I remember that mask you gave me, and I used it for that trip. Yeah. yeah. I remember it's like 
digging through my garage trying to find this that single one but yeah yeah <laughs> um name a dish or food that you dessert whatever you like um that you keep dreaming about that you want to go get again oh wow Okay, so I actually, I will, I have such a sweet tooth. I love dessert food. I actually have a little, my own little Instagram with like international desserts that I would have, which obviously has been very um, quiet for the past few years. Um, but I would log all the desserts on there. And I remember getting like green tea ice cream in Japan that was amazing. I feel like... Anything you get from a French patisserie is delicious. Um, oh, anything. I guess there isn't one thing that sticks out, but I, I love when I go different places. I love trying their desserts and confection. It's all delicious. <laughs> I would eat it all. I don't have one thing in particular. Fair Although, enough. Actually, actually, <laughs> one thing just came to mind. When I was in Morocco, I think I talked about this before. We were served this dish. I can't remember what it was, but it was a meat dish. And it must have been some kind of like lamb or something. And it also had, um, it was like had cinnamon in it. So it was this bizarre mix of like savory meat with like this sweet kick to it that it was I had never tasted anything like that before. My palate was like going nuts and I have dreamed about it. And I even dragged my husband to a Moroccan restaurant here in Orange County, hoping to discover that dish again. And I have not been able to find it anywhere else. So I would love to encounter that again and maybe even find out the name. <laughs> that would probably help. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. What is the most dangerous thing that you've ever done on, in your travels? I'm not a big thrill seeker. <laughs> I would say probably venturing out alone some places was probably dangerous. Um, I did. I was in um, Tokyo when they had, at the time, it was called like the Typhoon Number 19. Um, oh. Oh, it was. Yeah. I remember the yeah. pictures. <laughs> it was October 2019, and I my happened to be actually staying on Tokyo Bay um, because it was the same time as the Rugby World Cup was being held in Tokyo, and all the hotels were sold out, so I had to stay pretty far outside the city. I was in Tokyo Bay, and I got so bored just sitting in my hotel room, so I went out in like the middle of the typhoon, and I was just like walking around just getting pelted with rain I didn't care I was just gonna like, go back into the hotel and be able to shower and I was like texting my husband and he was so paranoid he's like please just go back to the hotel I'm like it's just like bad wind and water it's not that big of a deal but he was so upset but it, um I guess that could have been dangerous I was right on the sea I mean I don't know could a tsunami have come up from that I don't know maybe <laughs> yeah but if you're that close it would you're done for anyways Right, yeah, I didn't have a chance, so <laughs> yeah. I guess that was dangerous. Uh, what's your favorite website for travel or app or book or something along those lines, some kind of travel resource? This doesn't come from anything other than just being old school, I guess, but um, I actually love Lonely Planet guidebooks, and I love getting the physical books, and a lot of times um, if we are planning a trip, and they're like 
I don't know, we're planning a trip and then it's Christmas or Valentine's Day or something, I would get my husband usually the Lonely Planet guidebook, like as a gift for our upcoming trip. Um, and he loves it too. And we would just love, you know, on the plane, looking through them and reading about it. And I know the books are so old school and they have the websites and some of that stuff's outdated by the time you get there, but it makes me really happy to have those and read through them and like have them for future reference. Like they're on your bookshelf and you remember the time that you went there and you go through and you see the places you marked and it's kind of a little bit of a souvenir of the trip. Yeah. I always like the man on the ground kind of vibe they always have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that. And there's, I don't know, you can't swing a cat without hitting a travel blogger these days. Like, I don't know. Like, I just... Or one of those so many travel podcasts. I'm sorry? Or one of those damn travel podcasts. Yeah, those people who talk about all things travel, be it food destination <laughs> or that for your next trip. Yep. <laughs> um, if you want a trip to go anywhere, where would you want that trip to be? If I won a trip, is that what you said? Yeah, so someone's paying for it. Oh. You know what? Right so now. Sister. <laughs> yeah, it would probably be Thailand. Ooh. I've actually never been, and it's one of those places that's pretty far from us. It's like basically halfway around the world. So I feel like I could get um, you know, more bang for the buck if someone else is paying for it. You know, like I'll buy the tickets to Ireland, you get me the tickets to Thailand. <laughs> that's a nice trade. You'll have to talk to um, our friend Lolita. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She'd have great recs. Yep. What's your favorite place to go in a city? What's a favorite place to go in a city that you currently live in? <laughs> wow. How many cities do I currently live in? <laughs> in? In the city that you currently live. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, um, we're, we're both in Irvine. Yeah. What would you do? Does it have to be Irvine or can it be Orange County? Why don't you go Orange County? There's okay. nothing to do in Irvine other than eat good food. And go to school. Yeah. Gosh. I, I'm probably going to, you know, get killed for saying this, but I, I'm not really a big fan of Orange County. Um, I don't really hang out in it a lot. I'm not even a beach person. So I think that's like a big problem. Um. I mean, Disneyland's always got a great atmosphere, which is fun. And, you know, I guess I do really like Laguna. Um, I was going to say, yeah. It's like an arts quality. So I like that it has this very, it's got like the, first of all, the small town art vibe. And then it's also kind of historic. They have like the whole, like, you know, the Spanish bungalow architecture. And that can be a really nice place. There's some great rooftop bars there where you're at the beach, but it's not about the beach. And it's obviously beautiful. So right. I guess Laguna. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where did you go on your first international trip? My first international trip was also my very first plane ride of my life when I was 14 years old. And it was it was a trip to England and Ireland. But um, that flight was L.A. to London and spent a, about a week in London before we went to Ireland. Cool. Yeah. Oh, where did you, uh, what was your family's favorite places to go to, like, on a vacation as a kid? Oh, we didn't take a lot of vacations, sadly. Um, however, my mom loves, she loves the beach and she loves camping. So we actually didn't camp at the beach that often, now that I think about it, but, um, 
up in Kern, Kern Valley, like near Kern River, um, we would go up there a lot camping. And I remember having a lot of fun there as a kid, like in the river. And we would make fishing poles out of like sticks and dumb stuff like that. <laughs> um, we did a lot of like uh, do-it-yourself trips. <laughs> hey, those are fun, especially when you're a kid. Those are the best. Yeah, yeah, but you know, now, you know, these days, like, my gosh, your daughter probably has more stamps in her passport than I do, and she's like a third my age. So, uh, <laughs> different uh, life experiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your favorite body of water? <laughs> huh. The water in my body. Uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gosh. That's a strange question. It is a strange question. I mean, I'm I'm actually like ruling them out more than I'm thinking about them. I wouldn't. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, I actually, I guess the Caribbean is that too like cliche? But I loved when um, being in Central America. When you're along the Caribbean, it's clear and beautiful and warm and it's calm. Um, and, and not just for the vibe, because, you know, normally you're in the Caribbean, you're on vacation, but not that. But I really like the calm waters and the warm water. Um, you're living off the Pacific and it's constant waves. Sometimes they're so big and the the riptides are too strong and it's so cold. You need a wetsuit. Um, so I'm basically the opposite of that is what I like. <laughs> okay. Um, in what place have you seen the best night sky? Oh, I guess this isn't super international, but on like camping trips, we would go out to like Joshua Tree or like Antelope Valley. My aunt lived in Lancaster. So we'd go out to the California high desert. And those were the nights where you couldn't even believe so many stars existed. Like you hear like there's lots of stars, but you know, you live in this light pollution, you see a couple and then you go out into the desert. The California desert has been my experience. And you then you can see stars. Count them. Yes. You yeah. can't even count them, and it's very breathtaking. Um, I'm going to skip the next one because it's a beach question. I'm not even and, following them. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm listening to you. We're just going to pass it. Um, right. Where's the most memorable? Uh, that we kind of talked about. What is your favorite travel accessory? We kind of mentioned some of these not too long ago. Ooh. My you favorite, favorite wow. accessory gadget? You told me what it was. Oh, can you remind me? <laughs> okay, I thought it was your Nintendo. Oh, do you consider that a travel gadget? That's something yeah. I keep when I travel. My I think that's kid. a gadget. Okay, I thought you meant like something that was kind of specific to travel. So I well, have that would be everyone's phone then. <laughs> well, no, I meant more like um, uh, like the the plug converters things like uh, that. I guess it's fun. I do love bringing my Nintendo Switch, and I also love what what I learned from you is the uh, the USB towers. Oh yeah, this tower you plug it in, and you can plug in like ten USBs, and it's a lifesaver. Yep. Yes. That's um. What if you uh you you got all the money in the world? What you gonna drink on the plane? Oh, all the money in the world, huh? Yeah. Well, I do love champagne. I do Good love some, like, yeah, I love champagne. Um, but if I was, you know, wanting something savory, I'd probably do tomato juice or Bloody Mary, you know, depending on the vibe. <laughs> what, 
what is yeah, I like Bloody Mary mix, honestly. Uh, what is the strangest, strangest, most interesting thing that you've ever eaten on a on a trip? Again, I'm not super um, adventurous or daring when it comes to a lot of this stuff, but I did eat horse in um, Iceland, <laughs> and Whoa. actually, I was so down to try fermented shark. Apparently, that's Ugh. like a thing in Iceland, and it's supposed to be a very acquired taste. I was down to taste it, but we actually never came across it. We couldn't like, find it anywhere. Lunka fisk or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Lunka fisk. <laughs> um, what has travel taught you? Well, these days travel has taught me there's a lot of people in this world, and they're all crowding up the stage. <laughs> 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 no, um, you know. I feel like it's very hard to miss this when you're just going on trips and you're just on vacation and you're just with your own friends and, and doing guided tours and things like that. Um, but when I, I studied abroad, I lived for a year in Europe. And when you kind of have that much time to be immersed in a culture and you are meeting people from all around the world, um, you start to realize that there's no right way to be a human. The cultures oh. are not right or wrong. Um, they're different. And you start to realize the weird lines that different cultures draw that, I don't want to say they're arbitrary, but you're like, that doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Um, and I think pretty universally, you know, we know don't, don't kill people, don't wrong people. Um, and aside from that, there's, there's no right way to do life. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite travel quote? A favorite travel quote? Yes. Mm, no, <laughs> I don't. They are all, enough. They're all cliche. I can't think of one that really stands out. Uh, name a place that you feel has been affected by over tourism. Everywhere. Where hasn't been. And I can tell you one place that has not been affected by over tourism. And I probably shouldn't even say it because now it will. But um, I'm assuming more of the, like a lot of the Baltics, but Vilnius, Lithuania had no travelers, no tourists that I had saw to the point where it was almost creepily quiet. Um, but it really made for a very stress-free situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, are you a hiker? What's the best one that you've done, if so? I am not a hiker in the least, but, I mean, I have gone on some hikes. So I think um, in Iceland, you can do the crazy hikes where you, like, literally hike up a glacier. Um, we didn't do anything that wild, but there was a hike where it was a recessed glacier. It used to be a glacier that had like melted and you walk pretty far up and you can go up the hill and have some pretty neat views. So that's one that comes to mind. Okay. Um, where have you seen the best sunset? Huh. I guess top of mind, um, Hawaii. I don't know what it is. Cause you know, they say like, we get the pretty colors in the sky here, like in California because of the smog. And I don't think Hawaii has smog, but they just get the most beautiful colors and views in Hawaii. Yeah, actually it's in California. It's, it's all the pollution that color that 
the sun goes through. That's why it's so colorful here. But, but why is it so colorful in Hawaii then? I have no idea. I don't know what it is, but it is beautiful. Where is the most... It is beautiful. Um, next question. Sorry. Uh, where is the most environmentally conscious place that you've ever visited? Wow. That's a good one. I'm going to have to, I mean, you, okay. Two things come to mind. One, you've got like the Scandinavian places, especially like Sweden that are pretty forward thinking about a lot of that. I also can think of like Japan where people, they have those designated little places just to smoke. Um, and I know that's not entirely environmental, but it's like, a, you know, friendly to your fellow person that like people huddle in these tiny little like rooms, the bus spot, the bus stops, you know, yeah. um, where they smoke. And that, it just feels very like considerate. And I'm sure, you know, cigarette smoke adds some level of pollution. So it feels environmentally conscious. I think Japan is the opposite of the United States. You're supposed to smoke indoors, but you're allowed to drink outdoors. Yeah, very bizarre. Yeah, but you can walk around with a beer. It's okay. There's no one right way to be. That is correct. Yeah. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Mm, there's so many different answers to that, you know, on different levels. Um. Oh, These are the difficult questions. They're not as softball as we thought. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I'm really been a fan of Canada lately. <laughs> I love Canada. I do too, and it's beautiful, and they've got a lot of um, you know open space and outdoor places, and um, they're friendly and. Lots going on there. I mean, also Hawaii is beautiful. And I kind of am getting to that point in my life where I feel like I don't need to be around like big cities and great things going on. I'd be like pretty content just on my little island, you know, with like your local community. Right. Well, maybe something like that. Okay. Uh, we're getting, we're more than halfway through. Wow. Um, uh, why do you, why do you travel? Why do I travel? Um, it's addicting. I love it. I love seeing the places, a lot of it, like historical perspectives, you know, growing up in on the West coast, like some of our like long, you know, the, the history that you can touch and feel is so it's like the newest in the world, you know, like nothing goes back far and being in these places where they have buildings from like 900 just blows my mind. And I love when you go to a different place and the air feels different, the sun hits different, the smells are different. I love seeing different views. I love meeting different people. I love seeing what's out there in the world. I don't know. All the reasons everyone travels, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what tour company have you used in your travels? Hmm. Um, gosh, I don't know. There's not like one tour company that I like look up when I go or anything that I got. I've used like hotels have a lot of good resources at times. If there's something specific you're looking for. Um, I've done things where I remember when I was in Edinburgh, I just looked up like, um, a Scottish Highlands tour and I don't even know how I, there was a bunch of them. I don't know how I chose it, but I did like a day tour where, uh, tour company 
takes you all throughout the Scottish Highlands and has a whole itinerary about where you eat and where you go. Um, and I've done a lot of the free, the free walking tours. Those are like arranged by a tour company. I like those too. <laughs> Nothing crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a favorite airline? Ooh. Anything that's not United. Yeah. Do you remember my my distaste for United? No, um, we both have a distaste for United. That's why I remember. Yeah, we both do. Um, well, I I mean, I haven't been on Singapore Airlines. It's such a goal of mine because they're supposed to be like the best airline in the world. Um, but I actually like Air France. I've had very pleasant experiences with them, but... I don't know. I don't feel like I've been on an airline that's totally like blown me away. I know they exist out there. I don't think I've had the pleasure of flying on them yet. Um, but if you're not United, I enjoy it. (laughs) Isn't Lufthansa supposed to be really good? I've never had a chance. I've flown Lufthansa. Um, and they were perfectly pleasant, but I don't remember like being blown away. And you know why I don't fly them often is because they are a part of the star Alliance, which is United. So oh, when I'm well. traveling um, international a lot for work, I would choose One World Partners, and Lufthansa was not one of them. It was like American Airlines and other ones on oh. One World. Yeah. I I still think I'm in the United, but I just choose whatever's cheapest these days. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, where do you wish you were? Where do you wish you were right now? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, about a million other places. You know, I'm all this talk about Hawaii and I feel like everyone I know is going to Hawaii and we took a trip to Hawaii and I wish we could have been there longer. And I would quite enjoy being on Hawaiian Island right now. Hawaii is, you know, as much as everyone knows about Hawaii, it's still underrated, I think. I know. I agree. You know, I'm blown away when I go. Yeah. It's, it's still underrated because, I mean, it's like, oh, it's Hawaii. Everyone's been to Hawaii. Or, like, it's just, what is it? But when you're there, it's just like, oh, I'm in Hawaii. It still has, it doesn't lose its charm. It doesn't mm-hmm. lose its charm. And uh, I also, like, because we, I've been to, I've done French Polynesia, like Tahiti. Mm-hmm. And um, those, some of those places are just they're like so resorty luxurious where you do like the over the water bungalows and you're really meant to kind of keep to yourself. Whereas Hawaii, there's still enough to experience and do and be around people. So it's a different Polynesian experience that I really enjoy. And they have a Costco. Yes, they do. They have a Costco. <laughs> Apparently it's like the busiest one in the States or something like that. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. When we were in Hawaii, our one of our waiters was like, you got to go to Costco. I'm really? almost positive he said it was like the busiest one in the nation. And he's like, they have like everything down to a science and they're so quick and efficient. And it's like, it's like its own attraction just to go watch and see how they operate. Um, and we actually were thinking, oh, we should go there. and Maybe we can get like Hawaiian, like local Hawaiian specialties if they have like coffees and macadamia nuts or something. But we did not make it, unfortunately. I tell you what, the one thing that I was expecting, like an international company, I I went to uh, an IKEA in Taiwan. I was like, I wonder what an IKEA is like in Taiwan. Yeah, it's just like ours, oh. except everything's in Chinese. Oh. <laughs> it was kind of cool. It's a Swedish company, so even for us, that is the international experience, right? Yes, exactly. I'd so. be interested to see one in Stockholm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, they're fun to go to, but it's still like, eh, it's the same. Did they also serve like the meatballs and everything? That I can't recall. I just remember it being like everything was the same. It's it's like even the like the stuffed animals were the same, which was kind of cool. It's like it's a uniformity kind of thing. When you go to like McDonald's around the world, they change, but it's like kind of neat to see. I mean, it's kind of weird because you're in. It's hey, I'm in IKEA, but everything's in Chinese or wherever you are. So, um, what do you have a favorite city for uh, famous for their architecture? Wait, say that again. Uh, what is your favorite city for architecture? Um, well, I feel like Paris is always just so beautiful. I love that architecture. Um, and then I also really love um, Tokyo. You get that mix of super modern and then, you know, being Caucasian and from the Western world and doing a lot of European travel, the Eastern architecture and aesthetics still feels so new to me and so beautiful and seeing like those temples and all that, it just still blows me away. All right. Yeah. Um, favorite city for food? Uh, not anywhere in England. Cause they just eat like beans. Um, uh, I guess Japan, the sushi and the ramen is just, and they've got great. I love like the Asian bakeries with like the red bean um, buns and the taro buns and the moon cakes. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) I'm hungry now. Do you exercise when you're traveling? Uh, I walk around a lot (laughs) there. I'm always very optimistic. I usually always bring at least one outfit i'd say the ratio of me actually doing it is like you know once every 10 times <laughs> there have been times where the the um the hotel has like a really cool like gym area and i might go in there and do something but it's never as much as i think i'm going to i think walking is enough personally yeah yeah <laughs> tourists that's usually enough do you bring a camera with you on a trip? Uh, my phone is a camera. That's That counts. I, I had a GoPro that I used to bring, but I don't do anything cool with it. So I've kind of given up on that. Like Fair I don't enough. watch cool movies and go underwater or anything like that. So, yeah. And your phone can do most of it. So Exactly. Um, how many cities have you lived in? We'll call it anything longer than six months. We'll call it a year. Well, six months. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh, you have to count. I do have to count. Let me, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. Eight. And I mean, I think the house I'm in right now, I've been here for three and a half years. And this is the longest I've stayed in one place since I was 18 and moved to college every year. I was moving. Whoa. Yeah. It's been a long, it's been a long life. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. Um, How long was your longest trip? Well, I lived abroad for a year. I I don't know if that's considered a, it's not necessarily a trip. I mean, I went there with the intention of like, you know, studying abroad. Um, I guess two and a half weeks. I remember doing some long work trips 
I think the longest was just under three weeks. And you, I'd say almost every time after day 10, I really started to feel it, especially because I was never just in one place. I didn't just go to one place for so long. I was usually, you know, checking in and out of hotels and going different places. Um, and it would be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite airport that you've traveled through? Uh, what is my favorite airport? Well, the Hong Kong one, I didn't, it was really impressive because it felt like a three-story mall and I didn't have that long of a layover. I didn't get to experience it that much. Um, I love the Las Vegas airport because you can gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a great way to pass time and lose money, you know, use up the rest of your travel budget. Um, and you know, I feel like anything that's like pretty big and international has a lot to, you know, offer and see whether that's like JFK or, um, Heathrow. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you have a favorite travel companion? Um, well, my husband, we travel really well together, which is great. Um, after that, actually, my best friend, we also travel really well together. Um, we're both interested in like the same things. So it's not like she wants to go do something cultural and I want to go party or anything like that. And we're the perfect mix. She's actually, it's funny. She's just like my husband. So I think this is why we get along so well. <laughs> um, she's the planner. She loves to look things up and be like, I see this and this, and we can do that and that. And I'm so just like, yeah, sure. That's fine. I'm not planning anything. And if you want to do that, I'm down for that. I'm very flexible. And I, I don't like get it in my head. Like I need to do this. And when you do that, no, I don't like your ideas. I'm just like, yeah, sure. And my husband's the same way. And, and they do the research and I just get to go, you know, enjoy the fruits of their labor. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Last question, beer, wine, or liquor? Oh my. Um, okay. So this is not one of the questions that they had. This is my question. I, I love beer. I love beer. I love beer. However, it's like the densest. It's like the, the worst one, like calorie wise. Um, so I, I often, you know, against my better judgment, no, it's with my best judgment, but I, I often don't get beer as much as I want is what I'm trying to say. Like, I'll really want one, but I'll be like, I whatever, I'm going to wash my calories. Um, so currently I'm in like a dry white wine phase and I also am obsessed with dirty martinis. Um, so those are my like options there. I prefer beer. There's also this great app that someone introduced me to. It is called, um, let me find it. It's called Untapped, uh, without the E, and you rate beers that you have. And oh. I would do all over the world, and it's really fun. So you you can like take a picture, you can tag where you had the beer, and you rate it like one to five. You can choose the flavor profile. You can leave notes for yourself, like this one was too light, this one was too fruity. I really love this one, um, and it's kind of its own little like travel blog for me. I love like in all the different cities or different breweries or different places that I have beer. I love logging them on there. And it's like social where your friends can join and they can cheers you and all that dumb stuff. Um, but yes, to answer your question, beer. Damn it. I wish it was liquor. Then I would have you and your husband over. 
<laughs> I used to drink it all. I just had to choose my favorite one. I got um, a ton of whiskeys, so. Oh, my husband would love that. I am not the biggest whiskey drinker, but we actually brought back a ton from Scotland when we went on that trip. And we also, I got this amazing thistle gin um, from Scotland that it's purple. And when you mix it with like any kind of like other liquid or whatever, waters or sodas, it turns pink. And it's super awesome. It's kind of like a party trick. I'm like, everyone thistle gin. Um, so we love that too. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Wow. Lightning round done. Nearly 50 questions, something like in the high 40s. Uh, so what was the most surprising thing you learned about me? Mm. My question for you. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think there was a lot that I didn't know. I wasn't you're like, I, I don't know. Nothing blew you away. Nothing blew me away. You didn't do anything crazy. Yeah, I'm not that crazy. And I know, I feel like a lot of these tidbits have come out throughout the years, um, our stories and podcasts. Yeah, I mean, they're, I think they're all, like, they were all reasonable things that you've done. Um, yes. You. you know, as opposed to, like, you know, like, but, like, the thing is, like, I had no idea about the beer. Actually, strangely enough, the last one, I didn't know you were a beer person. Mm. I'm going to have to, I got some weird beers for you, too, then. Okay, I'm so down. You know what's like, first of all, my favorite beer in the world is Yingling. It is from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Maybe not Philadelphia, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. It's supposedly the oldest brewery in the United States. They will not sell it west of the Mississippi. It drives me crazy. Um, it's a, like an amber ale, which I love. After that, I love Japanese beers. I love like Kirin and Sapporo and Asahi. I'm going to have to introduce you to something called Taiwan beer. Okay. I don't think I've had it yet. So Taiwan beer was started by a, um, it was started in Taiwan. Just imagine that. However, Hershey. it was, um, they actually had German brewers come out and teach them how to brew beer. Oh, wow. And so I have a good, uh, my, my brother-in-law who is German. So beer people, right? Loves Taiwan beer. He thinks it's amazing. And okay. on top of it, they, so like he loves those, but there's a bunch of, they also make these fruit flavored beers. So some of them are mangoes and different flavors. Wow, great. Yeah, yeah. And so they, they have a hint of those flavors and they're really, really good. So your husband will come over, we'll do whiskey. You can have some of the beer. Excellent. I like this okay. plan. Right. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, I guess that was our last question. I think we learned about you and I in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for now, thanks for tuning in. Yes. Want more? Oh. <laughs> oh, if you want more, then check us out on our Facebook or Instagram social media pages where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. And last of all, before we leave, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, which only offers the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. And thanks again for tuning in. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.